The Grouch Show Podcast is proud to partner with Skyline Sports, your go-to source for all things Grizz and Big Sky Conference football. Visit SkylineSportsMT.com today. Welcome back to episode 13 of the Groff Show podcast. We have a very special podcast today. Uh, one of my best friends, former teammate of mine, he uh, played a lot of ball. Played at uh, Florida A&M, then transferred to UTEP, and then transferred to the University of Montana. Uh, played wide receiver at the two locations before, and then defensive back at the University of Montana. Um, very excited to have him on. Um, very special person. And um, without further ado... Mr. Keenan Foster. Welcome on the podcast, dude. Welcome. Thank you, bro. That's sick that you can do that. Thank you. Um, before we get started, I want to say um, Jackson Groff is great. What he's doing is great. And I said it first, and I keep saying it. He's going to be on ESPN one day. I hope we can. I promise you. I tell your dad that every time I see him. I know. I, I kind of hate it because I'm, I'm not I'm that kind of guy that doesn't want to like. That's fine. I hate I hate when people, when I, I hate talking about myself, mm-hmm. you know, like being like, Oh yeah, like I do this, blah 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 blah. But yeah, but you keep yeah, and hey. I'm sure there's some doubters out there and haters, but I'm We love it. I am positive that you'll make it. You're killing it, man. We love Proud it. Proud of you, Appreciate baby. Appreciate it, dude. You too, bro. Proud um of you. yeah, hopefully you can go back to this clip like ten years from now and then shit. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. Man, I know I know eventually you we'll, you're gonna we'll, be we'll stitch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll stitch it. Um for people for people out there that might know who you are. Uh, and who Keenan Foster is? Just kind of just tell your, tell the audience a little about yourself. A little bit about myself. What makes Keenan Foster? Keenan so Foster is five foot eight, one hundred and sixty pounds. Has <laughs> 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 been this height since I don't know, like freshman year high school. Uh, no, but um, I'm from uh, Seattle, Washington, North, a uh, place called Lake Stevens, Washington, where Chris Pratt um, went to high school out there. Mm. Um, so, but I transferred high schools. I didn't go to Lake Stevens High School, and a lot of people know. We'll probably we'll talk. We'll probably talk about it. But um, Jacob Eason went to Lake Stevens High School, the Colts' backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Dude, you guys could have um, been like I know. Electric. We talk about it all the time. But yeah, so I went to Jackson High School, mostly known for baseball. Probably before that time, and football was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, did that and ended up. Getting offers for baseball too. I was playing baseball. Oh, wow. I had offered. To I actually UW. didn't know you played baseball. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was my main sport. My parents, my dad, still gets mad at me to this day. I'm 25, and he's yeah. like, "Man, you should have picked baseball, man." We spent like, I think they spent like, oh, my, I can't even. Let's just say like 10 to 15 thousand on traveling and like select teams. Yeah, because baseball is year round and stuff. So you got the yeah. club teams, and then you got like and showcases I, and stuff exactly, like that. exactly. Yeah. And I was doing all that, and um. <clears throat> my junior or soft, no, sophomore year of high school, I can't remember. I think it was sophomore or junior. Uh, UW's uh, head baseball coach sat me down, me and my family, and gave me an offer for like 25% because you know how baseball oh, yeah. is. They don't get full. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it'll go up as you get older or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is sick or whatever. But like, I kind of was sick of baseball. So then I uh, uh, decided to choose football because I got my first, my first offer for football was uh, Air Force. But yeah, so I just got more f- football offers and decided to pick football over baseball but i had most of like most of the big sky almost mm-hmm. um and so yeah continue on i so I, I actually committed to montana a lot of people don't know really yeah so i committed to montana my senior year when delaney was head coach mm. uh before stit yeah and um 
So I'm all excited that the receivers coach, Tori Meyer, I think his name yeah. is. He's a great guy. He came out to my game against uh, Kamiak and was uh, supporting me. He's like, yeah, like, you're doing great, man. We can't wait to have you, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Delaney retires. And the oh. whole staff gets wiped out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'll just mm-hmm. go to MSU. Call them. Uh, mind you, MSU's receivers coach like came to a home visit and was like, we really mm-hmm. want to or whatever. Call them. They're like, hey, look, uh, we got someone else ahead of you right now. So, um, but like the I offer hate, will stand if they yeah. don't commit or if they decommit or whatever. Yeah. And I go, okay, Portland mm-hmm. State. Portland State had a coaching change or something. Dropped mm-hmm. my offer. They're like, no. Idaho. Had another guy in front of me all of a sudden, and yeah. then um, Air Force. I didn't uh, didn't want to go in the first place, yeah. and then they my SATs weren't good enough to get into mm. to Air Force or whatever. Bummer. And so <laughs> yeah, and then my godfather. I don't know if I have you ever told you this whole thing. No, about that's what I was. Where, I was gonna yeah, say you know, in the intro too, because like I mean, like, we're like best friends and stuff like that. Like I've known you for yeah, a while, yeah, but yeah, I don't exactly. know you're like in depth detail. Yeah, so. exactly. It's a lot. Everything. It's a long story because I've been a lot of places, but. Um, yeah, my, my dad's fraternity brother. Uh, and so he was at FAMU as his first coaching job back mm. since he, uh, left LSU or he was at another small college before that, but he went to FAMU mm. and like, Hey, come down here, get, take a visit. We can offer you. Wow. And then I went down there and <laughs> I had no choice. Yeah. It was like once at HBCU and I'm, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, high school, everything. Mm-hmm. Except for my dad, I used to go down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and visit down there. So I knew a little bit about black culture. Yeah. Um, and my dad always always teach me about black culture, but I never really been into it. So mm-hmm. I went down to um, uh, Florida A M for a visit, and it was just absolute absolute culture shock. I mean, really, I'm like saying like, dude, what's up, man? Like you know, like things like that. <laughs> And they're just like looking at me. They're like, like what yeah, the they're hell? Like, they're like, what the? Okay. But like, the, the you know, a football player, like everybody gets along in the football team. So all the visit, the guys we were visiting, um, they were from Florida and different places. Yeah. But like, we all just got along and it was fun. Um, but I noticed that I was like, this is really far from home. It's like 3,000, or I don't know if it's 3,000. I think it's like, it might be 3,000 miles away from home. I can't I remember. I mean, yeah, Washington to the other it's side. Corner to corner. Yeah. yeah. It's in Tallahassee, northern part. Um, uh, and so I didn't know if I didn't wanted to be there because I saw like the gear, the the field, the atmosphere was just a little weird, like whatever. Mm. But like the the school was awesome, like yeah. it was like un unbelievable. I was like, and then we would go to parties for the uh, for our on our visit, and I was just like, this is like I'm doing it, screw yeah. it. Like I know the football might not be that good, but I'm gonna do it. And so then end up committing there like Just two days that, before yeah. signing day. And I thought I was going to be like one of those guys going to pick a hat. I was yeah. going like, to be like, that's my, I'm that picking, my yeah, too. no, that was my, you know, nope, that wasn't me at all. All my offers dropped even, but all the offers were even kind of small. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went to FAMU. Talk about, uh, talk about your time at FAMU. Cause I mean, you said it was a culture shock. Yeah. You, went, you went on a visit, but talk about, I guess being there. At FAMU. And I know I know Florida parties go crazy, too. Crazy. I, it took me about two or three months to get the lingo. We have a lot of lingo. Like, they say jit and, like, g-shit yeah. and bit and, like, a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm just, like, 
I'm good. I'm, I, I, I believe I'm confident in myself that I can adapt to, to, uh, different cultures, mm-hmm. which I have. And I, I've, uh, I think I've proven that a little bit. And so I went down there. It took me like two or three months. I was getting made fun of. I mean, people call me white boy yeah. and I'm like, I'm black, <laughs> bro. but like, it's, it's yeah. a whole different, the whole different vibe. Yeah. Um, but the, the parties, I mean, we had the thing called set Friday. And so there's, you know, I'm, I'm in Cap Alpha Psi, it's a black fraternity. Yeah. So they have a lot of black fraternities. And when we say black fraternities, um, for people that don't know, it's white people are, can be in it too. It's just we, black people started it because they weren't allowed in white fraternities. Yeah. Right? And so they have this thing called Set Friday and all the black fraternities. So we're talking like Omega Sci-Fi, um, who like uh, Sh- Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan are in, mm. in it. Um, That's sick. They have Cap Alpha Psi, who's like Jarvis Landry, or not Jarvis Landry, um, Marquise Goodwin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick, Mike yeah. Tomlin, they're all in Cap Alpha Psi. Yeah. Just to name a few. Then there's like, um, uh, there's a whole bunch of different ones. And there's uh, AKAs, which are the girls, Deltas, and the Blues, and a whole bunch. And so, yeah, it's that Friday. And those, like, you thought like sports people were popular? Like, mm-hmm. you see these guys like dancing or stepping on set friday really or even around campus oh yeah. they're just like they're the shit like they're like damn and so it, it was just like so girls would be all over them everybody would just come out to like see them and then also just vibe with the the cultures different clubs um so there's that and that was on campus and that was like i've never had like a campus like be lit like you would wear your yeah. best outfit i was like wearing jeans to class because really? they're set friday yeah it was like Woo. super fun um but then we had clubs, uh, which I never had been to a club. And I was 18, and you could get into the clubs. Mm-hmm. You just had a wristband if you're 21 to get drinks. Yeah. And, like, the first time um, I saw Kodak Black was – he was actually walking around FAMU's campus in 2015. No way. Just walking around, short hair. Just, like, walking around. Like, everybody knew who he was. I had no idea who he was because I was from Washington, right? Yeah. And everybody was like, yo, he's going to be big, whatever. And he had no flocking out, right? Yeah. That song. And uh, he's walking around. I'm like looking at him, and everybody's asking for pictures. Like I don't. I was like, I'm yeah, not gonna like, ask for a picture. Care. Like yeah. I don't really know who he is. And then he comes to the club like that that same night, and he plays No Flocking. And I was like, this shit is crazy. Like this is what Damn. Florida music. This is like yeah. what, what what it's like. And so we had like a lot of guest appearances with um, like yeah, Future, Migos. I mean, tons of people like love FAMU. Um, would go down there, sick. but yeah. And then it's right next to Florida State. So you got your your black college over here, and then you got your your predominantly white your college white over woman, here. Your white woman, your white woman, your black woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was a perfect split. I would hang out with both, and it was a yeah, it was a good time. But uh, it's so interesting that it's because I've went to an all black school, and then I went to a predominantly uh, Mexican school, UTEP, mm-hmm. and then I came here, which is predominantly white. I mean, just like as white as you can get, right? It's oh, Mo- uh, Montana. Yeah. If everybody says you say Montana, anybody they're like this is. You're like, oh, you're with white people. I'm like, yep, I am. <laughs> um, That's funny. But like, the culture is like so rich and so uh, beautiful to me. Like, mm-hmm. those people, like, they are really like, it's like a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Like, everything they do is like family. Yeah. I mean, like, and a lot of people can't afford afford things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I was a. I'm glad you brought this up. I was. I'm. I grew up middle class blessed my dad grew up in the projects from nothing i go to each they go to hbcu which doesn't have a lot of money like family doesn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and um you get these players right my my teammates who come from nothing like my dad like yeah. you know what i'm saying like come from 
dirt roads and like from the country of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And so my coaches are like, hey man, go out there and compete or whatever. And these guys like they don't give, they don't care at all. Like they're like, I like I need this this scholarship. This I need to feed my family. Like I need I need money. I want to go to go to the NFL. Like all this stuff. I never had that that grit and heart like that. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from being at FAMU and and um, being with those uh, with those teammates. They're like absolutely like gritty and like they grind for what they want. And now a lot of them are very very successful yeah. after like I uh, I still follow tons of them. And they got their own companies. I mean, they're like doing, um, uh, selling houses, you know, things like that. It's like things you would not, when I first saw them, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Right. So I learned a lot and a lot of people don't understand. Like that's what those HBCUs are. I mean, they, they have a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, you know, obviously because systematic racism and, and the projects and redlining and all this stuff. Um, but yeah. it's really cool to see that they, uh, that they, they can make something out of it. And it's, it was an awesome experience, man. I, I it really changed me for who I am today, for sure. Yeah, I think also too a big part of how I guess those those uh, players were able to like continue on and like make their own companies and stuff like that is also like college football programs. Like if you're in one, no matter how long you are, you're gonna change as a person. Yeah, at least 100%. for me, like when I got here, I was like in high school, I was like super sensitive. Like I would be like when people would yell at me, I'd kind of like take yeah, offensive yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean and stuff like that. And I came here. First day of fall camp, all that just went out the window. Yeah, exactly. You're called every word possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even say them because there's so many. Exactly. But even like, not even that too, also the disciplines and also like, I mean, you're with a group of guys the whole year. Even like you talked about fam, you and probably UTEP dudes that you probably still talk to like to this day. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, I agree. I mean, my dad was all my ass from day one. So coaches yell at me and I'm like, at least it's not my dad. (laughs) But but, uh, yeah, man, it's just like it's it's a crazy world. It's a whole different middle definitely change you like college sports in general and. Um, I was just thinking about something on the way here. I can't remember what I was what I was thinking, but um, how? Oh, how? I was thinking about how parents have. So how? Like how? Did you have a lot of pressure growing up, like with your parents, like going to play sports, or when you're playing sports, do your parents like put a lot of pressure on you? Not really, to be honest. I mean, my dad was my football coach all the way to like sixth grade, I think. Um, so we did flag and tackle, but. Um, not really any pressure. I mean, we would like he would tell me like, "Hey, like you need to gain more weight. We need to do this. Run yeah. hills." Like he'd run hills with me. Like we'd lift, like stuff like that. Even like throughout high school and stuff like that too. Like he would. I think he put more pressure on me um, when it was like my sophomore year up because he's like, "All right, you need to get to here if mm-hmm. you want to make your goals." Like, yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to push you. We need to go to the gym. Like do all that kind of stuff too. And he was like, he's still like those who met my dad. Like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, like, he still he probably could like. Yeah lift as much as i could i'm trying to lift more than him but we'll see um, <laughs> i believe it yeah 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 so he, i think growing up he didn't really put that much pressure on me but i think in high school he put some pressure but not too much added pressure because he knew what my goals and dreams were gotcha so what about you that's a good question yeah so i was because i always think about i saw elsa's story yeah you saw that mm-hmm. you know so i got i got a lot of that from my my dad my dad would definitely pressure me love him to death i mean i knew it was all out of love but sometimes it was too much i mean sometimes you'd put me down a lot yeah. but like i always stayed level-headed and 
listened because he was what are you saying is correct it just sometimes doesn't come off he still he still gets on me to this day um but i just think it needs to be talked about more i mean i feel like a lot of college students um their parents are like putting like i mean putting them down giving the tons of pressure on them and they already got pressure man you gotta you're in school you're barely getting paid Mm -hmm. or you have a job or you have a half scholarship and you need like two jobs um you could barely eat you know what i'm saying and then you got your parents like shoving stuff down your throat like or down your head um you need to do this you need to do that and it's just like sometimes it takes a toll on people and that's why a lot of people uh give up man give up and quit sports and it's tough to see and i felt that for sure but um i fought i got lucky i fought my way through and i was like i'm gonna be all right and i'm and it ended up turning out being good so and then what made you go to famu enter the transfer portal oh there, there's no chance i'm so old there's no oh. there's no transfer for portal you're old as i'm old okay. as hell then, then tell me how there was you no got four to... game rule either it was like you pay 80 percent of this time then you can redshirt or something like that there was yeah. no four game um what made me leave famu it was i remember so our when i committed to famu my coach coach wood thank still thank him to this day thank mm-hmm. you for the offer and all that but he lied like I'm probably want to get out of here. I'm thinking I might come home and for Christmas first time seeing my friends in six months. Um, and then go back and my mom's like crying. She's like, we're going to get you out of there. And I was like, I was like tearing up. <laughs> I was like, you. yeah, I was like, yeah, we got to get out of here. Um, and so, uh, I do spring with them. I did, I had a decent spring, but mm-hmm. I was just like, still not feeling it. I loved the school, loved the people. Um, it was great experience but i was like i it's like too far like not even too far from home because i'm fine with i was fine with throwing myself out there home is always home you can always go back yeah for you who are watching that are younger and you don't want to get out of state or get away from home home is always home they'll be there so get out and go out of state be uncomfortable go out of state and yeah push your boundaries you'll be all right your high school friends aren't your friends forever yeah, yeah, you yeah. only have like two or three maybe oh, that you'll dude, talk to it's from high school real i'm 25 I, I my birthday my birthday i'm trying to think of how many people i can count like on one hand how many people wish me happy birthday and i'm talking about like i have close friends yeah that just like i i don't even wish them sometimes because i forget you yeah, know or I'm just like i'm too. like you know i love you you know what i mean <laughs> but it's crazy once you get all it's like nothing that doesn't matter likes and all that yeah so i was like i'm gonna get out of here so uh I hit up trusty Coach Pease. So ah. for you guys that don't know, Coach Pease, I met him in high school. His wife was my track coach. And so, oh, wow. yeah. And so, and Carson was my track teammate. Mm. That's how you say it. And um, and so Coach Pease is at UW. So I'm at FAMU and he's like, hey, man, come to UW. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, bet. And so I go to sign my papers to go to UW and he gets left or gets released by uh what's his name from oh was it Peterson Peterson yeah, yeah. where's Peterson at before this he was at Boise State, State? that's yeah. right okay yeah that's what yeah. I thought yeah so he got released by Peterson and so I was literally about to sign my, it was literally the day before I was gonna sign my papers to UW just to walk on though <laughs> not for scholarship still just to walk on I was like yeah I just need to I was like I just need to go play football yeah. somewhere and UW is always my dream school and so uh, he's like, just wait. He's like, just wait. And so he gets goes to UTEP. And so rest of history, I ended up at UTEP, and I walked on. They they said after you have to walk on, and then after a year, um, uh, we'll give you a scholarship. 
and I balled out in practice yeah. and did my thing, and they gave me a scholarship. Way earlier? And, yeah, no, no, uh, the end of spring. So oh, like it was like six, yeah, like six months or okay, eight months so. or something. But unlike FAMU or Coach Wood, he yeah. they they actually gave me my scholarship. Damn, but. for those who don't know out there who are, UTEP, it's not very good at football either. Uh, until until now, until record scratch. Until now, until now, until now, now, baby. But talk about your time, I guess, at UTEP, and um, you played with a lot of people that are in the NFL. They're thriving right they're, now. They're so. killing it. Walked on to UTEP. And we were one game the year I walked on was with Aaron Jones, Will Hernandez, and Nick Needham, mm. all three in the NFL. Uh, that year I walked on, I was just happy to be there, man. I was like, I'm gonna, I busted my butt in the summer before I got there. I was like, I'm gonna walk on, like I'm just gonna do my thing, yeah. and do whatever they need me to do, be on scout team, whatever. Um, and so uh, I think we we went five and six that year. We yeah we were one game away from bowl eligibility and oh, mind you before bad. yeah not bad at all and before I came to UTEP my boy Tiano for uh, he plays for Portland State and he played at UTEP before this um, he was like dude have you heard of that the Jones brothers <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like no I haven't heard of UTEP really you yeah. know what I mean and he's like dude look these up he sends me their their highlights and so Alvin his twin brother I think Alvin's older and then Aaron yeah. Um, and they were both on UTEP, and I watched it, and I'm like, dang, okay, these guys are pretty good. And he's mm-hmm. like, yo, the, the brother Aaron is, like, watch, like he's really fucking good, mm-hmm. right? And Alvin's good, too. A lot of people just, I don't think he, I think he was just a little too short. Yeah. So then I, you go, and you see him in practice. You see Aaron in practice, and you're like, okay. I understand what they're saying, right? Yeah. And then... We get in the games, and mind you, I'm on. I'm in the stands because I'm a redshirt, so I'm just like mm-hmm. kicking in the stands, drinking or whatever, just yeah. hanging out. And you, we're playing like we're not that good of a team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had good athletes, man, um, really good athletes. And we had Will Hernandez, who's the starting guard for the the Giants right now, and then Aaron Jones in the back. Then you had Alvin on the other side, his twin brother, and then you had like Nick Needham at corner, and then we had like. Um, Devin Cockrell, who plays for like the Arizona Rattlers right now, he's oh, wow. in, in the uh, Arena League, and that's mm-hmm. the hardest. That's the him and or there's also Nick Usher. Uh, shout out to Nick Usher too. He plays in the Canadian League right now. I think for the Mont- for Montreal. Damn. And Nick Need or excuse me, Nick Usher and Devin Cockrell were they tore like they'll break your home in a half. Like they were really? like, you think like Dante and like them hit hard. Mm-hmm. I've never seen those guys are like psychopaths. Wow. And I see, you see Aaron make these plays, and like he like I talked to my uh, uncle who's or my mom's best friend's husband. Mm-hmm. I call him uncle, who's who, the scout for the Cardinals, like that one of the head scouts. Ooh. And he goes, my dad asked him, he's like, hey, what do you look for in people? Like, and he goes. Um, or in in players and he goes uh, somebody that can make something out of nothing and that was Aaron Jones yeah I mean you even saw I mean if you watch that Bengals highlight the one he had like the 50 yard run or something I mean nobody blocked or like there was a couple missed blocks or whatever Mm -hmm. and he just makes something out of nothing I mean, unreal, man. I didn't really watch him in college, or I hadn't even really seen his college. Yeah, nobody. Until you told me that he was yeah. at UTEP. With Dude, you. stiff arm was like he was like Derrick Henry in, in college. Oh, his stiff arm was so nice, so nice, and yeah, he was faster than he didn't look that fast, but he's mm. fast. You know, it just makes me wonder how someone like that doesn't get offered by like other schools and stuff and ends up at UTEP. Yes, I like think he how? had he had some bigger offers. 
um, coming out or like Arkansas or something, mm -hmm. but he grew up in El Paso. His, his parents both served and yeah. Fort Bliss is like one of the biggest, uh, uh, what's it called? Military bases in the nation. Second mm -hmm. to like somewhere in Georgia or something. I can't remember. Um, so I think he just want to stay home, you know, and he, him and his brother could ball yeah. like hoopers. Really? Did you know he played for UTEP? They both played for UTEP. Aaron Jones. Aaron and was, Alvin played for UTEP. He was a yeah. basketball player too. Yes, dude. Aaron no Jones way. was, dude. I, his we, big dude, ass. We would play pickup at uh, at the school, just like you know how the football players in Montana yeah. you guys play. We, he would play. It was like unreal. Really, those guys were unreal. Was I he, mean, was he a bounce. power forward or what? Uh, I think he was a point guard. Yeah, he liked that. How tall was he? Like six foot. I think he's yeah five eleven six foot five yeah, eleven six like foot what is Same he like two forty point guard no, I don't even know if he was back then no oh, he was probably then. like two fifteen two twenty I feel like oh, but he's still small. yeah but he was had he was a dope dual sport athlete man Jeez. they were ballers man um and then come uh, on the podcast Aaron yeah we'll come get, on the we'll podcast get him out here that'd we'll be get sick him. I got um and then we got Will Hernandez who's Will Hernandez the strongest guy too. I've ever seen in my entire life that guy uh you know uh. What are those called? The squat. Where you put the the safety bars up by your shoulders and you kind of like squat up or you sit up. You stand up, I mean. Stand up straight and then you come back down. But you don't do like a full squat. I forgot what they're called. We, no, we they're like squat outs or something like that. Yeah, that, that he, he would fill up the whole rack with 45s. Really? Oh, dude, the bar was <laughs> like... like <laughs> That's when you just, know it's a lot just, when it's like bouncing Oh, yeah, and he's just like... Nothing. <laughs> like nothing. Absolutely unreal. Oh, my God. And then... um. Nick Needham, shout out Nick Needham. Uh, five is live. He was number five with me at uh, UTEP. And he plays for the Dolphins right now. He's uh, probably the third. I think they his coach said that he's like the third best cover guy on the team. They have Xavier Haver Howard and mm -hmm. someone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, the best, every people would ask me, hey, Keenan, who's the best DB you've gone against? Nick Needham. Really? I said that every time. And I said that like when I was playing. Mm -hmm. Because in practice, I was like, dude, he's so like, I mean, he's not like some burn. Like I was definitely faster than him. Yeah, but that guy is so technical and physical, and he knew so what you good. were gonna do. Yeah, he's really smart. I mean, yeah. he's not like some like ch you look at him and you be like you think he's like should be chiseled or something. No, bro, he's like he's up here. He's really smart. He's got really and he's got really really fast feet. Um, so we should get him on here too. We got to man. Coach, the guy that, so, brought, you, man. <laughs> the guy that brought me in. Hey, so he tore his Achilles playing uh, racquetball. I don't know if you ever knew this, right? I don't know this, dude. Yeah. Uh, so he tore his Achilles playing racquetball before, during camp, mm. or right before camp, and so he's just riding around on his golf cart, oh just, my God. just spitting and yelling like motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you know how he be, bro. <laughs> Get back here! Man, oh my God! Yeah, dude. And so we <laughs> play. <laughs> we oh. play Arizona, the second game of the season, and he comes up to me and he goes, "Keenan, you're starting." That was my first uh, college start. He said, I'm starting out outside. You're running a 18-yard uh, comeback, but open up towards the quarterback. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, opposite of comeback. Yeah. Um, and I warm it up, and I I go, uh, and he uh, Zach throws me the ball, or Ryan Matz, I can't remember which quarterback it was, and I drop it in warm-ups, and he just, he grabs his crutch, he gets out yeah. of his car, he goes, you fucking, you, that's your first play of the game. You motherfucker! Just spitting like everybody knows. If you play college football, you know how that is. Oh and I just go there, and I just go. He's right. I'm just like sitting. There, I'm like, I got you. I got you. Like, yeah, like yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the first play of the game, and I can't be dropping the ball. Yeah. Um, and so then um, I run that. I run that play. The first play of the game, and uh, got the catch barely. I literally caught it, and like I like grab like 
little, grabbed it little like Malik little, little marble, yeah, yeah, little double catch, yeah. and then ran right out of bounds. Like didn't even like make because the corner was playing like cover three, like way off. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, and so then ended up tearing my knee, whatever. And coach Coach B's got fired after that game, the Arizona game. Oh, wow. And I think that was Coach Cougar's way of. Um, this is just our opinion as as players. It was just to kind of save his ass. Like, hey, I'm trying to figure something out. So he got rid of Coach P's. Mm-hmm. That so the year I got hurt, we went 0 12. Mm-hmm. The worst football team. We're 130, 129th. Is that I think it's 129th. Yeah, 129th. Whatever, 130th. Whatever. Last team. Um, uh. Our coach got fired. Yeah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> our coach got fired. Coach Sean Cougar, who coached for the Cardinals. He's yeah. the offensive line coach. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. out to him and Brian Nacken. Coach Coos got fired after the fifth game against Army. Mm. Coach P's got fired the second game. Talk about oh, yeah. being on a on a team like that that hasn't won. I mean, going zero and twelve and then one and eleven. Like, what what's the mindset? What's the like the locker room like and stuff like that? This being is in a great, yeah. Because from high school to college, I mean, high school like we always made playoffs. Like we we were pretty successful, mm-hmm. and then here it's pretty successful as well. So kind of talk about that. It's a great question. A lot of people don't know. It's unreal from where I came. Where I was at UTEP with Coach Kugler and then coming here with Coach Hap. Mm-hmm. Coach Kugler is just like Coach Hap. We're hitting. I don't give a fuck. Like we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna like kill them. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah. like just like just hardcore like everything. Our locker room. I have a video on my phone. Our locker room was literally a shit house. Tape. Really? Fruit Loops or whatever breakfast food, just like burritos, yeah. socks, everything was just a shit house. Damn. I mean, like everybody, nobody cared about the team. Mm-hmm. And so when I tore my knee, I took a video and I was like, "Oh, seven locker room for you." Yeah. I mean, you should see it, dude. I mean, and I, it was a lot of. I'll put it up on it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll send it, you yeah. the yeah. I'll send you the video. I mean, it was just absolutely terrible, bro. I mean, the the discipline we had was awful. Mm-hmm. We had great players, great athletes. But the team camaraderie was not there at all, mm-hmm. and that's what it—that's what it takes to. I noticed that once I came here. Yeah. I came here, and it was like your shit better be spotless. And I was like, "Yes, sir!" Like this yeah. is what I—this is what I wanted. This mm-hmm. is what I wanted the whole time. Um, but yeah, man, that was just like the lock. I mean, people were just always down, just negative. I mean, complaining, mm-hmm. fighting, arguing all the time, joking, going yeah. out on Thursdays. I was—I was, I was wow. one of them. I would go out on a Thursday. Right, because I mean, everybody was going on Thursday. We went on a Thursday. Shoot, we're traveling Friday. Get our ass whooped. Go out and sa- we went. Uh, yeah, we can go downtown. We go out on Saturday. Well, we drink to our loss. Oh my! Gosh. I mean, it was just like it was just like, just Jeez. terrible, bro. Just absolutely awful. So at that point, losing was just like, eh, that's whatever. It's just whatever, man. I mean, I yeah. tore my knee and I, um, we lost to New Mexico State, our rival. Yeah. Um, and I went home and I drank a couple beers and I was just like. This is it, right? I don't know. One of the same thing. Whatever. But okay. Anyways, moving on to the next school. Big guy went to three schools. I was talking to my dad about it, and my dad was like, "Hey, man, I'll call Coach Pease because you can't talk to coaches." He's like, yeah. "Hey, um, I'll talk to him and see if he can get you at Montana." Coach Pease calls, answers my dad, says, "We got an offer for him, full year scholarship, um, but he's gonna have to play DB." Because we have no DBs, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. He's like, but like after the f- first four games, he can play uh, receiver or whatever. So, the probably like seventeen or eighteenth, and I yeah. call my dad. I'm outside of camp. Like my phone is in my backpack because um, we're in Rio Doce, New Mexico. We travel for camp, and we're about to go back that same weekend. 
and uh my dad's like you gotta make a decision man like my dad's on my ass you know yeah. like, he's always on my ass but my mom's like do what's best for you like whatever <laughs> uh, you know how moms are love my mom to death that's funny and um and so i literally sit i literally am sitting outside and i'm like i'm gonna do it yeah fuck it i went to famu this is how it comes full circle i went to famu not never knew anybody only knew the coach didn't know anybody threw myself in the fire made great experiences learned new things networked utep knew nobody only knew coach Mm -hmm. p's went there networked have some of my best friends still to this day from there and from famu and then i was like i'm doing again why not why not do a world tour, <laughs> you know, or like a U.S. tour, or whatever you call it? <laughs> yeah. A world tour, your girls tour. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, I was like, let's do it. And plus, I was like, how cool is that? I committed to Montana, my fresh or my Shoot. freshman year, my sophomore year. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, my senior. Yeah, senior, my senior yeah. year of uh, high school. And I was like, shoot, full circle, I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So, packed my bags just pack up what I had and just left. I packed up my clothes and some picture frames, I guess, mm. and just dipped. Damn. I went to Seattle for a night and then went to Montana the next day. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fouch picked me up. Shout out Nick Fouch. Picked me up from the airport because that's the only person I kind of knew. Yeah. Like I met him at a party or something in like sophomore year or something when I was at UTEP because he's from Seattle. Mm. And didn't just walk in and... um Going to the, I went to the meetings with like all dark blue stuff on, and yeah. Coach Coach Cox is like, "Don't ever wear dark blue." I'm like, <laughs> "Why? Why? What?" Um, but yeah, then I came here and the best football experience I've had That's... is at Montana. Yeah, man, came here and then they say, "Hey, Keenan, we need a DB. You're five eight, one sixty. Yeah, you you got it. speed. I mean, you're yeah. good. Mind you, I hate tackling. Yeah, I hate hitting. I can. I'll. I'll take a hit." Yeah. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? But, like, I've never played defense. And they thought, like, because I'm an athlete, I could transition so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the picture. That was not good <laughs> at all, bro. And so <laughs> it's so funny. Everybody asked me, like, Keenan, what position did you play here? And I'm like, I'll sometimes, I'll, it depends on who it is. I'll be like, receiver. Yeah. If it's, yeah. like, someone who doesn't really care, like, know about football, yeah, 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 I'll be like, yeah. receiver. Just because yeah. I'm like, whatever. And then and then people who do, I'm like, DB. But, like, I played, like, special teams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I shout out Coach Cox. He he really tried to to get me to get me going, mm-hmm. but I absolutely hated DB. Yeah, I mean, I had some like moments of shine in practice. Like I mm-hmm. pick off Cam or like <laughs> break up a Bonsamori yeah. or Sammy like yeah. w- once a month. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, let's go <laughs> every yes. every every day on scout team because I'm on I'm second string. I'm like. Yeah. Uh, Corbin was out there. Corbin's way better than me. Obviously, he's mm. like that's what he wanted to play to be. Yeah. And um, uh, every every day on scout team, I mean every practice, like damn near every practice, Keelan White would moss me every practice. That's what I heard. Bro. Oh, just eat soup off my head, just like, <laughs> just like mm. drag his nuts on your. Oh, forehead. just nuts all up in my face, <laughs> and he would catch it, and I go, "Good shit, boy." I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I know what it's like to be a young receiver who's his first year. Yeah. And like, and so, um, I loved, I was like, bro, I'm shoot. You're the future. I'm not. It was a lot of fun, man. I mean, coach how, cause 
he's a real deal. And Omar said uh, us uh, on his tweet, he said, um, "Coach Dog or Coach Dog, Coach Hauk will really bring the dog out of you." Really, and, like, really, he really will. I mean, I really was like, when I got there, I was like, I have to hit. I have mm. to like, I'm gonna do this. So, um, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. What? What? I'm still here, man. What made you stay here? I guess because you were contemplating going back home and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I was in grad school and COVID hit. And I was going to do the pro day. Pro day got canceled, everything. And get, like, I love football, man. I wanted to keep playing. But, like, in the back of my head, I was like, do I want to keep playing? So, like, that's obviously not good, right? Yeah. Um, And so I was like, whatever, man. COVID's it. Like, I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to wait it out. Like, I'm assuming this is going to end early or whatever. Mm. And so I was going to, my plan, if, say, let's say COVID didn't hit, I was going to drop out of grad school after mm-hmm. that season, go back home, train, and then just try for, try for a pro day, come back for a pro day, or just do CFL, maybe yeah. go overseas and play. Yeah. Um, but then that didn't happen, and I ended up, my parents were like, yo, you need to get your master's, man. Because like my, my degree in uh, at UTEP was like general studies. And yeah. so advice to you guys who are, if you're listening and you are a football player and your advisor tells you, to change your degree because you won't be able to make it to practice or whatever, say no and make it, tell them to make it work. It's just because, yeah. and praise them. I mean, they have to do a lot of schedules mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But my future, I th- I was like, dude, I'm, gonna, I'm playing football. Like, who cares? I'll just do this general studies degree because I transferred. They're like, that's yeah. the only way you're going to be able to play. Yeah. And need so, a, need a plan B. So, COVID really is why I stayed so far. And, um, and then in this, this past spring, I was. Tevin came out. Tevin Gray, shout out Tevin Gray. You got to get him on the podcast too. He's, got to. The guy's uh, amazing. If you talk about like friends that you trust, I wanted to bring this up. I don't trust. You should really not trust a lot of people, you know, in your life, and um, a lot of friends. And that's probably one of the only friends that I really, really, truly ch- trust. I mean, yeah. that guy's always been there for me, and um, and he's he's been through a lot. Really came from nothing too, and um, the guys freaking baller man he's always grinding and uh so shout out to him i know he's watching and then that was when i was working at pie hole shout out pie hole um the pizza place um left there and got a new job for a company in seattle doing remote work um i hate nine to five business work mm. i noticed it's yeah. awful i mean in the remote world it's cool because you're at home you can do whatever you want yeah. kind of work all still day nine to five though yeah, still nine to five, and it was just like you're really working. Like our, my boss was like, "You're really working for a boss, right?" Mm. And so I just didn't like it. We and then we parted ways, and um, we parted ways early September, and then now I'm just back at Pie Hole <clears throat> making about ten dollar. It's like a ten dollar raise from oh, what I was wow. making, yeah. and um, I'm working on uh, getting the manager spot, and then going back to school and starting a business with Tevin. We're trying to open up a gym here soon. Ooh. Um, yeah, he's been saving up a lot of money and. Um, I am saving up money, but I, I'm trying to go back to school, uh, for sports management, um, something I enjoy doing and mm-hmm. something I can actually use my degree yeah. for instead Are you going to do it here? Are you going to do it online? Or? Do it online. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm looking at online. So this, I want to go back to school, mm-hmm. but my goal is to start my own business with Tevin. Would, um, would it be like grad school type stuff or what? It'd be grad school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And some of my credits will transfer cause I already did a year and a half of the other grad school mm-hmm. um but yeah it would be uh online for it's like school i'm looking at lasalle college in in boston um so i'm trying to 
go there probably in the spring, but best case scenario, Tevin comes back from his job and we can work on this uh, little business. So I know I want to ask you first, how, so when you got done playing football, yeah, was it hard finding an identity for yourself? Like yeah. kind of figuring out like, a, yeah. like, you know, cause you were thinking about like football all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm part of the team, whatever. But like yeah. once it was done for you, would like, how, how did you find your identity? I mean, it sucks cause it's like your whole life. It's like when people ask you, who you are you're like oh i'm a montana football player exactly oh i play football football, football, Mm -hmm. so that was that was definitely um the hardest thing like i went through a super like depressed time because i'm like i was like i knew i could play here like i know i can there's some guys that were on the team that might be still on the team i I still believe that i could be there instead of it Mm -hmm. but it took me probably like a whole like six months to a year to like accept it and be like, you're like God, like what are you, like what are you doing, like what, what why, like there's got to be something good to come out of this because yeah. right now it seems like so bad, like nothing, yeah. And I was lucky enough to still be around the program and stuff like that, but it wasn't the same. And I was still like in denial of everything, questioning yourself a little bit, questioning yeah. everything. Like I mean, you, you, like we said earlier about the hats, like we both dreamed about picking a hat and that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I dreamed about certain things here yeah. that happened that didn't exactly. happen. So, exactly. So. Um, that all that all was just tough and then i came to realize realization that like i mean people like people don't realize like football ends for everyone for everyone and for everyone and sports end for everyone and some people freak out when it happens because they're like oh crap like i didn't take opportunities when i was playing football that i probably should have that i could have done after football yeah like exactly like more than an athlete type thing so i, I they're the plus side to what happened to me and not be able to play for as long as i wish i would have was all these opportunities came flowing like yep started to do broadcasting with with a local station in town starting to do mm-hmm. podcasts like starting to work for like certain like broadcast starting to build up my resume like i was doing soccer games softball games like doing stuff that i love because i mean i used to watch like kelsey this is funny kelsey like would, would be mad at me all the time because yeah. she'd want to watch cartoons when we were little but I wanted to watch NFL Network or ESPN. And my yes, dad worked, yeah, my dad dad worked all tell me day. That. Your dad told me yeah, that. My yeah, but I worked all day, and he didn't know what was going on in sports, so I would give him like a sheet of notes of, like, here's what happened, blah, 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 every day. And then That's I would, so sick. My yeah. parents said, like, in the shower and stuff, I would, like, pretend to interview myself after games when I was little, That's like, so stuff like that. Sick, yeah. And then um, always made videos, just kind of, like, been involved in videos, like, and making videos now, just kind of involved in that stuff as well. Um so yeah, now now today I am like fully fine. Like I mean, I did what I could. Like didn't quit. Like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. it still is my identity, kind of. But like I know God's got a plan for me, and I know exactly. that like things happen for a reason. And there's so much good that's happened from that, and it's cool. It's it's I'm blessed, man. It's been it's been dope. Um, and I'm just excited to see what's about to continue. Yeah. And stuff like that. It, it's awesome. cool because I mean, mm-hmm. even I, I think. Also, that sucks about college sports is, like, it's so time-invested that you don't have time to, like, take other opportunities and do things that you could have unless you're not in it, which sucks because then it's, like, some people, yeah, it looks good on your resume, but also you might be behind in other people because they've had more time exactly. doing that's career yeah, that you Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. That's what I think about, too. I'm, I'm like, dude, I, my parents would tell me, too. I'm like, they're like, yo, you're way behind. Like, we were already starting our careers. Like, my parents, mm-hmm. my parents have been teachers since they were – my mom started when she was teaching school, like yeah. twenty three. My dad was at twenty five, and they're like, "Yo, we were starting our career," and like all the pressures on me. And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what, like, I don't know what's going on." Like, yeah. especially because COVID. After I ended up ended with a, 
uh, once I was doing football, I mean, I had a tough time finding my identity as well, right? And so I try to ask people that all the time, especially, I mean, even if you're in high school, my sister is a sophomore in college at UW, and she has no friends at UW, and COVID, she didn't have prom, nothing like that, and um, she's having a tough time finding her identity as well, like in the college realm, right? So it's not just athletes as well, Mm -hmm. but it's just like the mental health thing is like a really serious topic, and um, I have a a lot of football players that are like, uh, or football players, uh, friends that are in college sports that are working. I'm wor- I'm working at a pizza place, bro, and I'm 25, and I'm like thinking about. I'm like, dude, I'm a I'm an actual failure. That's what I was thinking for the longest yeah. time, right? And um, it took a while for me to beat my subconscious brain and be like, mm-hmm. dude, you're fine, man. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. You're still young. 25 seems old to 22 year olds or <laughs> 18 year olds. You know, yeah. 21 year olds. You know what I mean? But um, I'm gonna be fine. I know what my goal is. I know I'm gonna be um, healthy and wealthy, I, which I hope. I, well, I hope I'm gonna be healthy and wealthy. But like I, I beat in my brain that I know I am, so I can um, train my brain and um, uh, make it come to fruition. So um, yeah, that's. I just. I hope all the athletes out there, man. You guys gotta keep level headed and always think think ahead, but don't think too far ahead and don't yeah. and don't overthink, man. The overthinking is. Uh, a big thing that I had and I didn't know what anxiety was and it's a big topic now which is really cool but I had anxiety man I had depression and um, I had a tough time finding who I was and I'm still having a tough time but I know that everything's gonna be okay man biggest thing right. too is also blocking out the noise and stuff like that I mean there's sure there's people that are gonna be on your head like oh, yeah. saying like whatever but um, it's those long term goals that will get you keep going and they're like oh yeah like when you're at the top or when you're doing whatever you're like yeah like look at me now bitch yeah like, yeah exa- exactly <laughs> and, that's and what I'm it's saying cool. it's cool too cause like both of us like can relate cause we're both super good at like networking and being social and like being able to like relate to certain people mm-hmm. and stuff like that Absolutely. and working at a pizza place you never know someone could walk in and be like yo you've been Super dude oh yeah i've already had i've already had things like, like that you made happen, probably yeah. so many connections there that you yeah. wouldn't have if you're re- working remote nine to five exactly you know yeah I mean? and and i feel like you're the same way as me i mean just empathy and opposite uh, uh optimism man mm-hmm. um staying positive and optimistic and every person you meet you never know you know what i mean never. You and you ne- you never know what they can bring to you and they never know what they're going through yeah you know what i'm saying like everybody is going through something and so you were going through something earlier, right? And you could have talked to somebody else and be like all pissed off about what you're going through, but they could have been going through something worse. You yeah. know what I mean? It could always be worse. And that's, that's another facts. thing too. So um, have empathy, man. And uh, I got that from uh, Gary V back in the day. I mean, back in like Gary high school. V. Yeah, back like freshman year or something. I can't remember. I watched one of his videos. Um, he talks He talks a lot. He's very, uh, very knowledgeable. But the empathy and optimism was like my biggest thing man i mean you never know what anybody's going through um so just have love for everybody and um even though you may not have it or i might not have it some days and i might be pissed off or um things like that i might be rude to somebody or like subtly rude um i still try to like train my brain and Mm -hmm. train and train and train and think in my head like hey man relax it could always be worse right yeah so facts yeah my dream job right now would be to be uh an athletic trainer for high school and youth kids mm-hmm. of all sports mm-hmm. kind of like a tracy ford the fsp um yeah. shout out to him he i mean he killed he went to portland state he was an athlete he was an athlete too mm-hmm. and um so that was like that's like what i what i dream to do and i i believe i can do and i um 
and I will do eventually. But mm-hmm. if I go back to school and do sports management, I'm thinking like NFL scout. Um, I just want to, I, I could o- always have went back to coaching mm-hmm. and I could have went to be a GA and shout out to all my, my old teammates that are GAs, but I don't want to, it's not a stable job, man. And, yeah. you're, and then once you become a coach, you just keep moving around. And yeah. I just then I just don't want that. Don't just for, that just for me, I just see how stressful it is to coaches and also the players that, um, you're leaving that like coach Cox just left to Kent state. Mm. Um, but it's better for his family and coach yeah. Nicholson, um, as well. I mean, you're just always moving around. Um, but if you're down to do that, all the power to you, but like NFL scouting is a little bit more stable job. You still kind of move around, um, maybe like media, sports media, something behind the scenes, kind of like mm-hmm. what you want to do. Are you more, you, you kind of more want to be like the broadcasting route or? Yeah. Either or sports media and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. No. Safe. Yeah. So I kind of want to be like, behind, my dad's like, man, you should be a broadcaster. You're like, you could, you could talk and everything. I'm like, yeah, but like, I meet people like you. I'm like, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna do great. Bro, in you that. could like, too, though. I could, but like, like for like a bar store, like a bleacher report or something like that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could definitely do something like that, man. I could definitely yeah. do like something like house of highlights or like you know, mm-hmm. like things like that. Like I'd be super down. So if you want to connect and you know, yeah, yeah. We'll you know, get do our something. Own, we'll we get our do, own podcast. We can do something, bro. Yeah, definitely. I'd be super down. But yeah, I just like I, I can't leave the realm of sports, and I don't want to leave the realm of helping people out, man. I love, love the youth and trying to teach people from the lessons I learned and what I've been through. And, um, also, yeah, through the, the lessons I've learned through people who've been through worse than I've been through or came from nothing. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just want to s- spread that word. So, um, m- shoot, maybe be a counselor or something. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds you shave? <laughs> Dude. What are the odds you shave your beard? Oh, I figured something like this shit was going to happen. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> that lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Manscaped, please sponsor me. Please. Look at that. Look how good it shaved it. Easy trim. Easy. No burns. No, no blood. No, what do I look like now? I look like nothing. A, I feel like I look like a skateboarder or something. Yeah, you look no. good. I look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, folks. And that's a wrap. Um, I want to thank Keenan Foster for being here today. Appreciate I appreciate you. it, brother. Appreciate you, Jack. Always love you, man. All Always, love, bro. baby. All and, love, uh, all the time. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm just glad I could share my story on the on the Graf Show podcast, man. Um, I went I went through a lot of universities, went through a lot of struggle. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out. Um, shout out. All the people I shouted out during that podcast. Um, shout so, out, shout, out, shout out, out a lot of people in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he did. Shout out, shout out all did. of them. Even if it doesn't make the cut, hey, I still love you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm cute. You still posture. got money, right? Yeah, <laughs> you still got money, right? Yeah, yeah. tell them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be a wrap for us here on the Groff Show. And um, I wanted to give another thanks to Keaton Foster and Skylight Sports for sponsoring this podcast. It's been a good one. Um, We'll catch you next week with another special guest. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) Ding!